0: Welcome to the Roma Press podcast with June Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello, everybody. Andy and I are back. A ton to get to today, absolutely packed. So, Andy, there's a lot we could start with. We could start with yesterday's performance. We could start with this controversy that has all of a sudden emerged with Zagnolo. We could talk about oh. Freakin. Jeez. Uh, um, Let's just start with last night. Uh, Roma to Inter
1: to... Are we still po- are, are we still trying to be positive? Are we still trying to be positive? <laughs> well, okay. So, obviously, I don't think
0: anybody would argue the fact that Roma was the better side of the two, right? I, I think we could all agree on that. Yeah. But in the end... I completely agree with Fonseca uh, who said that it's two points dropped. This isn't a point earned. This was two points lost. And I completely agree with him. Now, in the end, ultimately, despite the result, I think there were a ton of positives. Bruno Perez very good. I, I can't get over this. Spinazzola other than the obvious whatever the hell that uh. was. I thought he was very good. Mm. Uh, Diawara, Veretu, and Ibanez again all very 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 good mm-hmm. and then you have the negatives Pellegrini again disastrous mm-hmm. Jekyll I wasn't too pleased with his performance Kolarov, Mancini ne nah. obviously on the free header that Devra got that was terrible defending
1: mm but i i must yeah but Mancini manchini did all right i mean with it's if if that header goes in we're talking about a whole different ball game but well the, the,
0: that's the yeah. problem there was yeah. nobody there he you have to score that yeah you have to score that
1: because otherwise that was a good game from him i mean he neutralized completely uh, the likes of lautaro and uh, and sanchez as the game went on so again i think there
0: are a lot of positives other than the result that you can take from this this three at the back system Finally, looks like the answer is smalling. Um, I didn't think he did very great, the three at the back, but he's still got to get used to it. He's been out with injury. Let's give him some time. I'm not, I'm not going to crucify him for not looking brilliant in his first appearance back from an injury, especially a muscular one. So where, where do you come out on this? Because it felt like a lot was going on that was positive over these last few matches that they won. But now, whole. Oh, I mean that to me was such a deflating result. It, it feels like a real kick in the groin, if I'm being honest. Particularly the way they lost it. I, I that thing with Spinazzola, man, I, I, I can't even explain that.
1: Yeah, and you can you could see from the reaction of everybody around they couldn't believe what just happened? Like some some of the players actually dropped to their knees as uh, as Benazola committed that mistake. That tells you everything. I mean that because um, if we're if, in terms of growth, the team compared to the team that we were seeing against Milan and Udinese, this is a team that has grown immensely in terms of tactics and um, and also just physically. They 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 run more. Uh, they they're stronger. Um, they 're not afraid of fouling uh it's 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 a different team, and the signs were positive i mean this was a game that again you were in complete control of really and um inter's first goal um was you know them punishing us for not converting on the other side so uh, as the match went on, Roma found themselves in the driver 's seat, I believe. And um, and and it's just, you know, if if there is one play, we talk about this so many times with Roma. If there is one play, one instance, one one mistake that encapsulates everything that Roma stands for is Spinazzola's just idiotic mistake. I mean, because he turns the wrong way, he does something that is completely unnecessary. Uh, he, he, he takes one touch too many. I don't understand why he didn't kick it. Uh, yeah. Why, why did he cut back inside? Yeah. And it's, it looked like, I, I think he was, he, he didn't even know that Moses was behind him because he just trotted with that ball instead of just kicking it like you do. when the ball is almost out of bounds and you're, you know, risking to concede a corner. Instead, he takes one one more touch and starts to go go the other way on his stronger foot towards Paul Lopez, and that changes the whole complexity of that situation. And that's what happens. So I think, listen, I I'm not even talking about Serie A anymore because we I we have four games left and we're we're playing against Paul. They're relegated what we're looking at right now is as we've been saying it's friendlies these these feel more like friendlies especially with teams like spal or fiorentina that you know more or less know what their fate is um so i just i just don't want this team to to play worse against sevilla because if we are you know if we're stacking all of our chips on the europa league if you play like this and make a mistake like this against Sevilla, then you're out. And, you know, uh, here you, you still managed to get a point. It was a good game. You you came out of it still with, you know, a, a positive mindset because you really, I, I just wish one time we, we could beat Inter comfortably. This is something that we haven't done. I, I believe uh, someone pointed out to me in almost three years, so it, that's, that's the deflating part is that you had the game in hand and it's not the first time against Inter that you have the game in hand and you just throw it away. So if, if we keep playing like this, then it's a positive sign. But we also must start avoiding these, these mistakes that I don't know, they stem maybe from you know players being too tired or just, or just low IQ because this team has a history of these mistakes.
0: Yeah, the IQ is incredibly low. So one of the main talking points after the match was the refereeing mistakes, and all I want to say on that is please just f off with that, okay? Because football is a contact sport, and if you're going to whistle that and call it off a foul, then I mean just just cancel the entire sport. Just, just just get rid of it. I can't believe you pointed it out in the Patreon group chat. So I threw on Sky Sport and. Mike, yeah. I, I mean, you would have thought that uh, Colorado that we, yeah. brought an AK-47 <laughs> and shot it into the back of Lautaro's leg the way they were talking about it. Absolutely absurd. And it seemed
1: like we cost Inter the Scudetto. I mean, they were talking about it like we, <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. we just committed yeah. the greatest crime of, of the century. And I'm not going to feel
0: bad for that because anybody who doesn't remember the refereeing mistakes that took place last season – uh, no, thank you. I, I, if, if at minimum, this was somewhat of retribution for that, but again, I, I don't think what colored did warranted negating that goal whatsoever. I thought that was ridiculous, but as far as the negatives go, so obviously the result again, I liked the way Spina Perez has played again. It finally seems like they have a system now that fits just about everybody within the team, but mm. the negatives again, it's going to sound like we're picking on him, man, but I, I just, the usual I, suspect. I, how does it, how do you continue with Lorenzo Pellegrini? I, 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 I've I, seen people sticking up for him on Twitter. And it's just interesting because I, I see more Italian speakers criticizing him more. And then people who live in like North America, <laughs> they seem to be defending Pellegrini more. And it's just very interesting to watch it unfold, like the entire dynamics of it. They see things
1: I don't see,
0: honestly. Well, I'm, I'm not criticizing one group or the other. It's just, it's an interesting dynamic. I, I just don't understand i i really don't understand what his issue is and you've been very outspoken about this particularly on twitter he does the most basic things wrong and you see like the thing is you see him trudging forward with the ball and you're saying to yourself or you're saying it out loud you're just saying hey make the pass out wide give it to perez on the on the on the flank um Give it to Jekyll through the middle. Give it to Just, Just do the basic thing, you know. And he – I don't understand. He just never Mm -hmm. does the easy thing. He always makes it so much more difficult on himself than what it needs to be. And it is so perplexing because, again, this guy clearly has ability. He clearly has it. But his IQ, as you just referenced, is so – his footballing IQ is so – low when you compare his footballing IQ to that of Mkhitaryan's it's it's like night versus day it's alarming and I don't know what you do with him anymore because once Zaniolo and we'll get to that in a moment but once Zaniolo is ready and 100% fit uh, I'm sorry it, it's very clear what has to be done here no?
1: I mean, yeah, of course, and and it's, uh, you know, it pains me to talk even about this because I really hope this would be, you know, a big game, b- difficult opponent, you know, a big test for the whole team, and the whole team did well. Overall, uh, to me, I saw so many, um, you know, in, it, in Italian newspapers, we, we give grades, to to players, um, you know, and uh, on a scale. Oh, we can we can oh, get to that in a little bit. Too. Of one that's to ten, been, that's been. <laughs> but it, it is, and and that you know, and I, I just I I don't I don't again I don't think I've seen the same game as they did because uh, some of the grades were ridiculous. But across the board, for me, everybody did well, except for Pellegrini, which is a shame because you know. This was his chance, and you see that the team is starting to to understand what Fonseca wants with this current formation. Everybody seems to sort of okay fit in and you know and 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 play the way Fonseca wants them to play across these uh what ten more games in, in total or something like that with this particular formation and um and and Pellegrini is just he's just an alien body who uh just drifts and 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 usually slows down the pace of the game um commits a stupid foul uh doesn't do the obvious things that you're supposed to do and you know no wonder that jeko is uh, gets pissed off uh, obviously we talk about him He's a moody player But this, you know, sometimes it's just If it's infuriating for you as a fan Then it must be incredibly infuriating When you're the lone striker up front Waiting for somebody to give you the ball And Pellegrini up until now Was the guy, right? I mean, th- this was w- What he was good at Was was getting the ball to Dzeko And, uh, you know, I can think of So many goals in, against Fiorentina Against Besakshir uh, against Moscow, uh, against Mask in Moscow, Ceska, Moscow. Uh, This, you know, this was his thing, and and now he's he's lost. The team suffers because of it because you're basically playing a man down um, on the bench. You have Klivert and Under who are sold, in my opinion, because there is no no way of of explaining why they're they're not seeing the pitch at all. Um, you have Perez who. Again he is more, he reminds me more of Mckittaria not exactly what Pellegrini is supposed to do so meanwhile when when Zaniolo is down you have him but he's just he's slow he's he's not really he doesn't really do anything in terms of effort and work rate it's right now he's playing like a big fat zero and and that's the mm. problem and also what really you know as we're talking about negatives this team lacks so much consistent scorers. I mean, besides yes. Mkhitaryan yes. and Dzeko, who can you count on? You know, from time to time, we'll have Vertu. Um, maybe, maybe Kolarov with, with a set piece. But who else? I agree. I really, sometimes, okay, sometimes Spinazzola will get lucky. The ball, the ball will bounce from a defender into the side of the net. But... Uh, who are we looking at this is you know this is a team that desperately needs more scorers and and i think that's the big problem is that in games like these where you dominate and we've seen that with 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 verona uh, we've seen that with with parma in, in games that you're supposed to beat that team by two or three goals uh, even against brescia that team should have scored more, and they don't, and that's a big problem because in, in games like these, against an opponent like Inter, who will hurt you when they can, you have to capital it and 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 you have to capitalize, and and they don't, and and that's the big flaw of this team right now.
0: Yeah, so let's go to this whole Zaniolo thing, which has just emerged from a, a minor talking point to a huge episode controversy, whatever you want to label it as. So for those who missed it, we talked about it on the previous episode. Fonseca following the victory against Verona. He said something to the effect of Zaniolo. I didn't like his attitude and his performance. He's got to work more for the team. He can't be as selfish. Nothing, in my opinion, that is too harsh. But it's emerged now over the last few hours that Zaniolo, he hasn't taken well to this. His agent now is going to meet Next week with Roma, is, uh, his agent is uh, Vigorelli, not a very prominent guy. doesn't have a huge client list, but he, he does have some clients at Roma, like Santon. Um, he is reportedly, again, going to meet with the club because he's not happy with what happened with Fonseca. And Mangiante of Sky Sport, who reported this, he also went on the radio and said that... Uh, that he wasn't happy with Roma's media oh, management of break. it. They He he didn't appreciate how, uh, how from like a social media, radio, newspaper standpoint that they didn't defend Zaniolo more. So where do you come out with this? Because I have to be quite honest. I don't know if this is a, because I sound like such a boomer if I say this, but I mean, I don't think what Fonseca said was really that, out of line it just seems like normal criticism of a player Uh, we've seen it many times from many different managers but when you're in rome or it has to do with roma of course it turns into something of more so where do you come out with this
1: i read just now a few minutes ago a really good comment which said in 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 rome or at roma you you should not touch the players in term meaning you know fans can talk all the shit they want but if if you're somebody who like a coach or somebody you don't talk badly of players especially players like Zaniolo because um yeah that just you know it it, it as as stupid as that sounds because it is because a coach should be able to uh, come out and you know and 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 talk about the mistakes of the team and mistakes of individuals. And with Zaniolo, the situation was quite simple. I still don't know why we're still talking about this. Uh, he just didn't like you know how he came on as a substitute after that performance uh, against Brescia where he scored a goal. He didn't like what what he did. He didn't like the way you know he he impacted the team. Um, didn't didn't he didn't think he contributed much. Um, got that early foul, which could have cost him a red card. That was all. But as soon as you start touching those precious players, Zagnolo, Pellegrini, Florenzi, in the past it was De Rossi, it was Totti, and so on and so on. Those players that, you know, uh, on a on a local level are considered untouchable. Um you know then your game and and right now i'm seeing a lot of things being said against uh, fonseca you know as uh, in terms of oh did he just cost uh, roma zagnolo who is is you know is is he pushing zagnolo away from roma and um, a lot of big name journalists are going after this whole thing and it's it's quite it's quite sad to see because i think what he did was the the usual coach stuff that you say in, in a post game conference and then it's it's um, just because maybe he he said it in a more in a less eloquent eloquent way uh, in his Italian maybe that's that's what that's what triggered everything but you know if this is okay hypothetically if this is what it takes to to push Zagnol away from Roma then it means that it was never meant to be you know. If, if 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 this is enough of a reason for the agent to come and say, listen, I, we're not happy, we think we're going to move on from here, then it, it clearly means that it wasn't meant to be. But I just think that this is being blown out way out of proportion. Um, it's and it's it's just, you know, it's nothing new. We've seen this before and it'll k- keep happening on, uh, here. And it, there, you know, there's just no way out of this.
0: The ambiente always wins. Always. So our good friend Sandro Alstini just tweeted that as far as he knows, there is no meeting scheduled between the two and that they spoke a few days ago. (laughs) Nonetheless, um, yeah, it doesn't seem like or at least according to uh, Sandro that that they will be meeting next week. They had a chat and it doesn't seem like things are a big deal. But anyway, again, Roma, these things always get blown out of proportion. And as you just said, if if you do have a player that is honestly upset by criticism such as that, then I think there's enough... I, I mean, that's more of a personality thing. There's nothing you can do as a club. Uh, it, it's just not the... You know, it's not meant to be if that's the case. So, again, I would like to think that Zaniolo is above this. But, yeah, I, I think this is just another thing getting blown out of proportion that, I don't know, just
1: yeah Seems i mean we've like seen there's nothing there we, we've we seen this guy deal with more serious stuff at his during his time at I mean, right? this poor guy has has had his mother being insulted uh getting you mm, know getting yeah. getting threats and and insults via social media um you know getting his her her car broken in by by some thugs you know stuff that doesn't really necessarily have to do with the club but if if that didn't break him, I don't understand why Fonseca saying that he didn't like his attitude on TV is such a big deal. Now, could could Fonseca have handled that better? Perhaps yes. Maybe, you know, maybe this is a lesson learned and going forward, Fonseca will be saying, Oh, everything was fine, but meantime in the locker room, they'll have a talk. It's just that it seems as soon as somebody touches the players here, somebody starts to 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 you know criticize the players, but not uh, like just like Petraki did, where where he went on and said you know I didn't like the attitude of the players, I didn't like how they trained during the lockdown, um, I didn't think there was much effort to to their training. Uh, as soon as as soon as you say that you become the focal point of criticism of speculations and and you know and as soon as that happens then you have this whole media spiraling the thing about oh is fonseca responsible for a potential Zagnolo sale
0: yeah yeah that's a good way to put it so let's move on to this freaking stuff <sighs> okay i will try and catch my breath first and then summarize this as best as i can okay so what has been reported by a bunch of newspapers, Corriere del Sport, uh, who else? Corriere del Sera, there's been a number of newspapers who have reported over the last two to three days that Friedkin has made an offer, Milano and Finanza as well, that Friedkin has made an offer of 490 million euros to acquire the club. Now, I spoke with Friedkin's lawyer. Well, we've been in contact over the past few days. He informed me that the actual offer is closer. Or he actually said just below 500 million plus the 40 million in the capital increase that was approved earlier in the year. For those of you who don't know, Roma's board approved a 150 million capital increase um, before the end of the 31st of December. 90 million of the 150 Palazzo is responsible for or has been responsible for to date. Twenty million is for the minority shareholders, uh, which has already been fulfilled by them. So there's forty million left that is yet to be paid. So Friedkin would take care of that forty million that is remaining in the capital increase. Now, I I published this, and within like two hours, Jim Palotta. I don't know why I say Jim as if we're on like a first name basis. uh, Palotta. Um, he insisted that the actual number of this latest offer was closer to the offer that they made in May, which was for 455 million euros. First off, I just want to take a bit of a victory lap because all of the imbeciles who were reporting that they made a 575 million euros offer over the past three months, I've had to take crap from (laughs) dozens of people saying, oh, See, you know nothing. The actual offer was 575 million euros. And it's from that one imbecile who works that I've talked about on here. All of these newspapers, other than Il Tempo with Biafora and Sandro and myself, all of these other newspapers primarily have been getting their information from one guy. One guy who doesn't even work for Friedkin. He works for like a public relations firm that Friedkin is working with in Europe. And they're not even quote unquote working with him. They've just had a few consultations. This one guy claims he has all this information, and he's been feeding it to all these newspapers, but he really doesn't have anything, which is why I've never published a single word, he has said, which is why Filippo and Sandro have never published a single word that he has said. So I'm just going to take my victory lap real quick, because guess what? If there was an offer of 575 million euros uh, a month ago, two months ago, it would already be in the hands of Friedkin. (laughs) So... I just want to tap dance very quickly on the corpses of those imbeciles who were reporting that. That never happened. Never existed. You were only off by 150 million euros. Bravo. So, Jim claims, or Palalta claims, that this offer was uh, closer to the 455 million euros made in May and that the 490 euros that all these newspapers are reporting about is inflated. And obviously, the 500 plus the remaining 40 that I was reporting was also inflated. Now, I, I I can't come on here and call Palota like a liar. Although he has lied a number of times about a number of things. Like in March when he said, wow, you got this one wrong about a meeting in mm, New York City. Yep. Which... Was not wrong. Um, again, we could even tell you what they had for lunch on that day. Um, so I don't know what's going to happen. I'm not going to come on here and be like some of these other guys. I love him, but Gallo saying like there's these mysterious buyers that are in Colombia, Mexico, uruguay i don't know anything about that i don't know anything about any middle eastern investors i I, maybe it is true okay maybe it is true And these you know all these people saying this stuff about a secret potential investor maybe they know something that i don't because i i I haven't heard a single thing about it other than friedkin and da grossa who is uh, another american based in miami those are the only two that i have been told that have shown any modicum of interest and i've also been told that Freakin is the only one not that i've been told freaking is the only one who has made some sort of offer so again i can't talk about any secret groups because i don't know anything about it maybe they actually exist um have you read andy about the thing with uh baldini he's teaming up with some south american investors he's going to join in on their group I, I mean i don't know where this stuff comes from yeah. I feel like this is from the movie Catch Me If You Can. We're just going from place to place. Are we Tom Coming Hanks
1: up... or are we Leonardo DiCaprio running away? I, I mean, at this point... I think the investor is, is Leonardo DiCaprio and all the media are, are are Tom Hanks trying to figure out
0: who's who. Well, see, I thought that the media could be Christopher Walken uh,
1: <laughs> lying
0: to the police. I, I don't know. This whole story... Is i'm convinced i've aged at least half a century from this damn thing i just want it to be over i really
1: do i'm tired of it i'm tired of having random people from <laughs> i don't it, know this is like this is like the small link saga it's it's the two go hand in hand
0: yeah i mean i'm ha i'm tired of having to listen to ricardo from prati tell me why i'm an imbecile because Tutto Mercato AS Roma on Facebook has some weird source uh, that they claim to have when it's just Yeah for all, I, I all of you that don't in. know uh,
1: Tutto Mercato AS Roma is this alternative page for transfer market news made by someone who a few summers ago decided to be a transfer market specialist and they sort of give alternative takes and news about deals being done and, and, and so on. So they were, for example, the first one to break the incredible news that Roma just had purchased Mahrez. Um And then obviously <laughs> yeah. we know how that went. So that's yeah. the credibility
0: out of the window. I had one guy tweet to me. And I, I, at first I thought he was joking, but he was serious. He goes, they're right half the time. And I was
1: <laughs> like... First, that's, all takes, first, I, yeah. that's all it takes, John.
0: Well, at first I thought it was like him being... Being funny, but I, I said a question mark, and I said, "Just like, are you serious?" He goes, "Yeah, they're right half the time. So what's the problem here?" I'm like, well, <laughs> "What about the other half of the time?" <laughs> and I have to put up comes with, with the job. This- comes with the job. Well, listen, I had to put up with abuse from this Facebook page, and they this whole thing is people claim to know people who know people who don't know other people. And I'm just sick of it. Here's the thing, though. Here's the beauty in all of this, I, I think, if we can all come to some sort of consensus on this story, is that, so that $40 million that I talked about that's missing from the capital increase, Pilata himself has to pay that before the 31st of December. So he has to pay that before the new year. That is now, obviously, in the grand scheme of things, it's not a huge amount of money when we're talking about a deal of this size, but it is an added incentive for him to sell. I don't know, again, there's people far smarter than I am when it comes to finance, when it comes to this story, who can probably give a much more succinct opinion on this than I can. But I just don't know how, from a financial health standpoint, that Palotta can keep this going. I find it nearly impossible. So I still think that by the end of the year, Roma are in the hands of somebody new, but I guess where where are you with this entire thing? Do you, are do you have the level of fatigue that I do with this because this just oh, seems yeah. again, <laughs> I I feel like and whether people want to believe it or not, I do think it has had some level of of effect on the season. And again, if you talk to the players, they'll say no it hasn't. If you talk to uh Fienga he'll uh, he's been saying no, this doesn't affect us. But I just refuse to believe that it doesn't affect them. I absolutely refuse to believe oh
1: that. So, oh for sure i mean you had you you had these same people uh, Petracchi Fienga Baldissoni, go and meet uh the people from Friedkin when they were in town in Rome remember that that whole session where everybody uh, it seemed like all the journalists were out prowling uh, the streets of Rome uh to get a catch of Dan Friedkin and then it turned out he wasn't in town uh Or he was, but nobody knew where he was and and he so was on. he was he was holed up in his hotel like uh like Pablo Escobar or something. see but nobody nobody got a photo, and then you know there were people that were saying he wasn't there. there were people that were saying his son is there, but he's not there and and it's my point is not who's right or wrong, but it's just it was such a it's it's such a just an epic saga. this thing started way, way back. Uh, at the end of december it seemed like this was gonna happen then it was supposed to happen then it was about to happen then the you know the a, a pandemic which is not something that happens every two weeks um takes place you know the every the whole world goes in lo- into lockdown everybody you know is scared shitless and rightly so and, and you know, and the deal goes on and on and then, you know, and it stops and then we hear Palota's side of the story, then we hear Freakin side of the story, then we have to hear name after name after name and, oh, the, the guy from the Miami Heat, oh, but the guy from the Miami Heat says he doesn't even know what football is. Um. Okay, then the Canadian guy. Yes, but the Canadian guy doesn't even know where Italy is, and you know, and, <laughs> and, and so on, and you know, and we've we're you know we're gonna hear a lot of other names. I'm sure of this. I'm tired. I think this has had a, an impact for sure because you have these people. You have you have Petrachi who remember when when he was going into that office to meet you know the people from Friedkin and everybody was thinking, oh, is he going to talk about the possible transfer market under the tenure of fritkin is this what it's all about um so it definitely you know it this doesn't happen very often you don't just change ownerships just like the pandemic it doesn't happen very often okay so when it happens it it will have some impact i'm tired as a fan i can only imagine the people working at it must be tired but Eventually, it has to happen, just like something has to happen with Smalling. And um, so it's, both of these things are very funny because it seems like everybody's at each other's throats regarding who's got what news um, and, um, and, and, you know, and fake news and fake news this and fake news that. And at the end of the day, it's about football. I, and and um, the, the big question mark for me still remains as to what, what next season will look like. What can we count on for next season?
0: Yeah, and I think we've seen it time and time again. Uh look at Fiorentina last season, now they're not doing great this season either, but they were I mean, they were close to relegation last season when they were going through this takeover with Uncle Rocco. Uh Milan again, they're not doing significantly better, but it's never smooth with these things. It, it, you know, there is always some level of effect that it has on the results, and I, I don't think anybody can deny that. So again, the sooner this this crap wraps up the better. Real quick though, smalling. It looks like they're getting closer to a to a permanent deal. Are you happy with that?
1: <laughs> you know, it's when you when you ask me this, and I think you, you have the same thing, is at this point, after so many news, we are we come to a point where it's about indifference mostly. Um, I I would love to have smalling for 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 you know for what the rumors are that it could end up costing us fifteen million. I think that's, that's more than acceptable for a player uh, of Smalling's caliber, despite his age. Um, I still don't know what the, the salary figures will be going forward, uh, but it, it may be, maybe the big question I think people are raising it now is going forward with this three-man defense, um, what are we going to do with him because Smalling is not known to be good with the ball at his feet we've seen that players like Mancini or Ibanez even or even Fazio if you're desperate enough um are better uh, so you have to think about uh, about that i guess it's it's a head scratcher for everybody involved because again we don't know what next season will bring to us i don't know if if this three man defense will will go forward going into next season or will this end um in in these fin- in these final days what if, for example, now Ibanez is out? Maybe he, you know, he picked up an injury yesterday. Maybe he won't be available in the coming games. Will we switch to a four-man defense to 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 make Smalling more comfortable? I don't know. It's you know, it, there's there's plenty of question marks. Um, I am happy if he stays for for what I've been hearing, Um, but if it has to go over that or if if he really struggles in a three-man defense and this is what Fonseca wants to experiment with going forward, then you have to start looking for alternatives.
0: The age is an issue. The wages are an issue. But if you can somehow offload the likes of Fazio, Juan Jesus, Pastore, I think the deal becomes a bit more... Uh, you can digest it a little better. Again, he's done significantly well. I, I think we all would agree he has surpassed all of our expectations. Nobody expected him to perform at the level that he did. You could have made the case before the injury or maybe even before the stop that he was within the top five to seven defenders in all of the city. A. Mm-hmm. And for a club like Roma, I, I think it would be difficult to just let go of a player like no, that. I agree. We've seen names like Yep. Yeah, I mean we've seen possible replacements. And I just think you cannot guarantee that level of adaptation that Smalling has had so quickly. Again, out of all of the things he done, he has done, I would say that's probably the one that has impressed me most of all.
1: Yeah. And you know, and it's 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 interesting to think about next season, really, because you have to you have to imagine, you know, now we're playing with this three man defense and Spinazzola, Bruno Perez are doing well. Are we going to see them next season? Is Spinazzola staying, you know, in, in, in the winter? He was, you know, he was in Milan doing the tests for Pintus, who made him run on a treadmill for 12 hours. And um, <laughs> poor guy was sent back home. Uh, oh, and, and It is such a
0: shame he gave <laughs> off that goal at the end because there would have been such really fantastic was. trolling material from oh. that.
1: It was beautiful. It would have been a a brilliant fuck you, and unfortunately, you know, Roma is going to Roma, but the point remains is that, again, you have this whole formation that you still don't know who's going to be here next season, and who will we look at if, you know, Bruno Perez leaves, which I really hope he will, because yes, he's being good in these last games, but man, do I not wish to see him again in Roma shirt, and it's you know, and it, it 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 all changes the equation. I think um, it'll be interesting to see what what Fonseca has in mind uh, going forward. Because, and I, you know, with with Petraki being fired, um, handing his resignations or whatever, uh, we you know we are looking at a transfer market that perhaps will be done by Desantis santis uh, and and um, and and baldini i guess um, what will that bring us who will be looking at you know who, who what are going to be the targets for for this transfer market and for you know a roma that will want to make some progress um a roma that will definitely look at offloading the likes of perotti who is rumored to have been given an offer from uh, 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 where was it from yeah, from I don't Saudi know. Arabia I, or somewhere? Saudi Arabian or... club. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's, it, there is a lot of question marks, but you know, if, if Smalling were to stay, I definitely be happy because the level of, of effort and, and, you know, just uh, overall, he played really well when he was in form, he played really well. He gave Roma some much needed stability after Manolas's departure. So you know, it's a always a welcome sight to see a, such an experienced player uh, just sign with Roma for a longer period of time, just like Mikitarian.
0: Yeah, I agree. And real quick, I just had somebody at Roma outright deny the uh, the report from Sky Sport that uh, there's an imminent meeting between Zaniolo's agent and Roma. Nothing there. He he outright denied it. Um, can you explain to me though, before we go here very quickly, how? Okay, so Pedalti, this guy is obviously going to leave. I would say probably seventy-five to eighty percent. Um, how does he manage to get on the pitch before Under or Cliver? Mm. One of those two had to have done something to Fonseca. I just. Man, what a weird situation that is for it, those it, two, huh? Yeah,
1: it, it, it really was. And um, especially because you see Klivert post photos on Instagram uh, celebrating, even though he hasn't played, I think, in recent games. And um, he posts photos of himself in training saying, you know, good game or something like that, which is, again, just uh, it's uh, it very awkward. Up- Yeah. And it sums up that virus mentality, that Roma virus of being happy with the minimum being, you know, being more about how they perceive you on social media than um, than what happens on the pitch. And I'm, you know, I'm looking at Pellegrini again because that's exactly what he does. So I, I figure I figure they have to you know if they haven't done something to Fonseca they must be on the on the transfer market list it's impossible to me that they haven't played a single minute yesterday um they were perfectly fine they were sitting on the bench and still you know with Pellegrini playing the way he did um Mkhitaryan, you know playing the just so much but obviously getting tired in the end and they still can't see the pitch the you know obviously something something is fishy there
0: yeah, I completely agree. It's a it's a very weird situation. Now, again, Under, uh, I mean, he he's gone. He he will absolutely leave. Clivert. it's another interesting situation. I, I don't know who comes forward with an offer. I mean, we see these his names. His dad. We, we who's see all these, who's these the
1: names. coach at Barcelona? Well, I saw
0: that. I saw that Barcelona are considering appointing his father, Patrick Clivert as the manager. And I I just don't understand. Maybe a little bit has to do with his dad and the reputation there. But I just cannot envision anybody coming forward with an offer of 20, 25, 30 million euros for Cliver. I I just, I really can't. And you can even make some of that case with Under. Now, Under, whether you want to take his performances from his first season and a half versus the last 18 months with him, I guess maybe that would warrant... A 30 million euros price tag? I don't know. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very dumbfounding situation. So, all right, that is where we will leave it. We will be back uh, later in the week. Again, uh, I think Roma plays Spal, right, Andy?
1: Yes, the newly yeah. relegated Spal. So, we're looking at a game where it's more about how you can carry on all the positive things from the inter game beating a, a, an opponent that you should be beating 10 to nothing because they're, you know, they're gone. They're under, uh, um, Petagna is already a Napoli player. So uh, it, this is, you know, it, it, this should be just a, a walk in the park, another game just to put some distance between yourself and Napoli. Yeah, completely agree.
0: All right, everyone. We will be back in a few days. We thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. It means so, so much. Uh, So be safe for the rest of the week, and we will talk to you in a few days. So until next time, ciao. Ciao.